Initiating startup sequence. You are now plugged in. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode 229 of the Plug and Play Podcast. That is 229 Plug and Play Podcast. I am Zach. Alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. If you didn't fall in my trap of calling it the wrong number. Nope. Good for you. 229. Good job. 229. 229 AM. I don't know anything that's famous about 229. Room 229. That's probably a room in many places. Probably. Um, first half teaser treats brought to us by... Uncle Nearest. So, are, you, are you doing this? Yes, let's do this. This will be a kind of involved tasty treat, but that's the point of tasty treats. You're supposed to treat yourself. It's supposed to be something special, something to look forward to in the week, not yeah. just like your granddaddy's Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, exactly. So um, we are celebrating a, um, it's a brand new bottle of whiskey I got. It's called Uncle Nearest, and there's some history behind it. Like, um, well, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an excerpt of an interview conducted by Bianca. Um, Fuster of 98, 98.9. 88.9. 88.9, sorry, numbers wrong, um, in Milwaukee. Um, kind of going about who who Uncle Nearest is, first of all. Fawn Weaver is the CEO and the chief historian of Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. I am the person who did all the research to, to really piece together the story and bring it forth to the general public. For Black History Month, she came to Milwaukee to share the story of the true legend behind this Tennessee whiskey, who is known as the greatest whiskey maker the world never knew. Nearest Green is the first African-American master distiller on record in the United States, and Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey is the very first spirit brand ever to commemorate an African-American. Her research led her to fascinating information about his relationship with the famous whiskey maker, Jack Daniels. So he goes to work on a farm that Nearest is working at as the distiller. So the two of them become mentor, mentee, teacher, and pupil, and friends. That's right. Uncle Nearest taught Jack Daniels everything he knew about whiskey. After the Civil War, he became a master distiller for Jack Daniels Distillery Number no. 7. I think we're still a far ways away from being able to truly tell the story of Nearest, but what we can tell at this point is very exciting. The story of Nearest Green is still widely unknown, so Fawn is motivated to share it with everyone she can. She says we should raise a glass to celebrate his legacy and his contribution to the world of whiskey. So, cheers. Um, so, yeah, this is a 100-proof whiskey, and its process I find fascinating. So I'm actually going to go through it really quick. Um, you already learned that he was the guy who taught Jack Daniels what he knew about making whiskey. So the thing that, like, that confuses me mm-hmm. is that Jack Daniels is already making whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I think he knew how to. I think Uncle Nearest just knew how to fucking make it what it is. Right. They worked. He worked together with him, and um, Uncle Nearest ended up working for him yeah. at one point. I think Jack Daniels, um, Jack was, Daniels like, was actually going to release a like Nearest um, yeah. brand whiskey for It was going to be, a, I think, a blue-labeled bottle. Yeah, but they decided not to do it because they didn't want to be looking as like taking advantage of the heritage of this. Yeah. So anyway, which is cool. Yeah, really cool history behind. Um, Although it would have been kind of cool to do a remembrance bottle, though. I'm just gonna say I don't think it would have been taken badly. Uh, it's really touchy, those kind of things. So they, um, the distillers who are doing this in honor of him, are trying to do it the way he did it back in the day. 
So it starts with local Tennessee grain, both the rye and the corn are state-grown grains, and then they use a special yeast strain um, fermenting those grains for about five days, and then they distill it twice um, for extra purity and smoothness. And next is the real exciting part to me. It's called the Lincoln County Process, which is named after the county which nearest lived. Um, they take sugar maple trees, okay. they cut them, okay. and then they stack them into two-by-two-inch what are called ricks. So imagine like little Jenga squares okay. of these special um, wood. And then they burn them um, and they use unaged whiskey to ignite the flame. And then once the wood is reduced to charcoal, they pack it tightly into virgin wool cloth and then stuff it in an oversized wooden vat. Then for up to uh, 14 days, whiskey is slowly dripped through the charcoal, which leaves all the impurities behind. Shit. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. Um, and after that, they age it in uh, brand new American oak barrels. It starts aging at 110 proof as it ages. Um, some of the vapors escape and ends up being 100 proof. And then um, it's, moved, it's moved to a rickhouse um, while it's aging. And then after the aging process, they actually like purify it one more time with like a reverse osmosis or something. Um, so it's quite a process wow. to, to get to our bottle. It's pretty crazy to think that uh, that's how we did it all those years ago too. Well, not the reverse osmosis, the final yeah. part. But yeah, the, the whole like, you know, making charcoal out of these special... Special wood, wood and, and then like basically using it as like a tea bag to like let the water drip through slowly. Yes. Yeah. So cheers. Cheers again. It's really good. It's very good. So now we got our special tasty treat out of the way. Happy Black Bit. Happy Black History Month. Yeah. Um, by the time you're hearing this, it's over, but we are celebrating the last couple days. Literally the last couple days. Literally. We got two days left. Yep. So. What have you been up to, Zach? So, I've been testing. So, last week I kind of alluded to a thing I was going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying out for a new career. Um, so, last Sunday I spent literally all Sunday doing written and physical tests. And how much sleep did you get the night before? Like, probably less than the number of fingers that I've cut off. I was going to say, was those whole fingers or yeah, partial no, fingers? Partial. So, it wasn't even like... Full hours. Those were like partial yeah, hours. Yeah, they're like partial hours. Yeah, I didn't get very much sleep. I was nervous all night, so. And then how much did you get to eat while you were there? None. That's stupid. And I didn't eat at all before I went because I don't eat breakfast. I, I would, had a pot of coffee, though. I would have died. Yeah. There were some people really bitching and moaning, and I wanted to tell them to suck it up, buttercup. If they're like me and they need food every four Suck hours. it up, buttercup. We're like. I was like, we're all in the same boat right now. You don't need the rest of your fingers, too. I thought, Maybe I'll just snack on those. I mean, that's fine. Um, so we did that or I did that and I got my results back and I passed everything. Yeah. So on to the next step. Good job. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank you. That's why I bought you this expensive whiskey. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's very good whiskey. Not really, but we're going to say that. Yep, exactly. Um, and then after that, I met you for a drink down at our local watering hole. You were tired. My legs hurt so bad and Mm -hmm. my lungs couldn't breathe. Yeah, I should have had a snack for you, apparently. No, it's all good. I had, like, beer, dinner so. waiting. Yeah, dinner, or beer is better than dinner. I mean, monks sometimes drink it as mm-hmm. dinner. When they're on their fast, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't count. So they make these really heavy beers. Yep. It's kind of smart, actually. I can't remember what the hell they call it. It's a special name for the beer. It's like a bread beer or something. Yeah. It's like bread in German. Yeah, I can't remember. I'll look it up while you Clever talk. monks. Well, while you were starving yourself, okay. I, I did the opposite. Okay. <laughs> I went to a really nice... Well, this is... You did it after... Uh, actually, you did because I yeah, met up with right. you and then yep. you went. Yep, you're right. Right after I went to um a theme dinner that I've done bef- one other time, 
my wife's been doing for a while with our friend Megan, but now that I don't work weekends, I can go as well. Nice. Uh, Lachon, or Lachon, I'm really not sure how it's pronounced, a French bistro hosts these um, special dinners every other month, I think, and it's like a theme, like there's going to be uh, Vietnamese coming up and Texas is coming up. Uh, this theme was um, like Mardi Gras or New Orleans. So we had like a one, two, three, four, five, six course meal, um, plus all the wine you could drink. And gratuity included for 65 bucks per person, which is a really good deal. It's really good. Um, so t- I enjoyed jalapeno smoked uh, cheddar hush puppies and Creole mustard sauce. Fried green tomato with crab remoulade. That was my favorite. Um, it's like you know, f- fried green tomatoes, deep fried, and then this crab sauce over it. Iceberg lettuce salad with corn, garlic croutons, and chive buttermilk dressing. Shrimp and barbecue gri- grits and scallions. That was pretty good, too. And then a smoked chicken and dewy gumbo with buttered rice. That was actually pretty awesome, too. And dessert was king cake. So that was delicious. It was fun. Um, I had a fair amount of wine. Wife drove home. Thank you, wife. Was it? Oh, that's the place where like the wine's included, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Did they just cut you off at a certain point? They're like, you are done. They didn't cut me off, but I I mean, any restaurant has to cut someone off that gets visibly talks. You are done, you drunk son of a bitch. Yes, you got to keep your shit together or you won't. I'm drunk, but I'm together. And the coolest place, the coolest thing besides the fact that they host these dinners is um, you walk in and the first thing you see is the bar. And behind the bar, they have two uh, trop- tropical fish tanks. And one is like really cool, like tropical fish, like you'd see in Finding Nemo or whatever. Yeah. But the other one is all jellyfish. Oh, that's cool as hell. It's really cool. It makes me want to come back for a happy hour and just like have a drink and stare at the jellyfish. That's cool. We should go. We should. Uh, we could probably afford that. Yeah. I don't I, like the dinners at the actual restaurant look pretty expensive. Okay. But we could probably afford happy hour. Hey, do you want another history story really quick? Yes. Okay. This is about German monks and their all beard diet. Okay. So many Christians around the world started a period of fasting called Ash Wednesday for the remaining forty six days. That ties back into Mardi Gras. It that's does. what happens right after Mardi Gras. Yep. Forty six days or forty when skipping Sundays until Easter, people give up meat. Smoking or alcohol, you choose. Although this can be seen as the ultimate sacrifice, and that's when the Lent fast is essentially about. So, German monks in the 17th century created an an all diet or all diet based off a of beer. For 46 days, they swore off solid food and stuck to the rich homemade Doppelbacher, Bach beer, Doppelbach beer, mm-hmm. and water. So basically, in 1627, they raised their monastery. Nerdik ub der u. Originally, they came from the south of Italy, and as a part of the order, the Francis of Paola, um, also known as the Paulinier monks, and the order of the Mims. These guys basically made an extra thick beer, which in started in 1634. Hmm. So, um. This like, goes all the way back to like the 1500s. That's like a diet I could do 46 days of drinking beer. So the funny thing is in the, I mean, like 18th century, 19th century, um, the monks actually started as they got the brewing technology and like the way of the brew this mm-hmm. got more, I guess, modernized, you'd say. Right. The beer wasn't as like thick and like chewy as it was when it first did it with the fermenting process. Yeah. So now what their question was, if this was even still, even though it was the same recipe, they'd refined it so much that it was actually sweet and tasty and it didn't have the chew to it. 
and they were wondering if it was actually a sin to drink this now during Lent, even though that's what they created it for. Because it's too good. Yep. Curses. We Curses. Foiled ourselves. Yep. So, anyways, that's my little monk history month. So I've been talking the last I don't know month or more about like what I've been watching. So yes. I picked up a new show on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy. I love that's it. Br- Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Academy. But is it about Umbrella Corp? No, it's not about Resident Evil and the Umbrella Corp. Is it about making umbrellas? No. A school where they like work little children to death like, making umbrellas? There's children and there's sort of a school. It's kind of like like the Professor Xavier School for Gift to Children, but it's this crazy rich guy. I know that reference, by the way. Yes, good job. Thank you. So in, the, in this universe, like at one point, like around the world, like I don't know, it was 50 or 70 women, like suddenly give birth. Like, and they weren't even pregnant. Just what like, the fuck? Right. It's really weird. The the opening is really strange. Like, a girl dives into a pool, and then you see, like, blood spread around her, and then she comes out panting. The and then fuck? everyone pulls her out, and, like, she gives birth, like, right there. Before, she was, like, totally flat tummy. <laughs> it's really weird. I am pregnant. I am yes. giving birth. Yeah. So, kind of like Virgin Mary, like, fast forward. Wow, weird. Um, so this happens all over the world, and this rich guy goes around, especially to like the poor countries, and like buys these children, and he gets seven of them out of like I don't know whatever it was fifty. Okay. And he raises them, and they all have powers. Well, except for one, but number seven doesn't seem to have powers. So that's the basis, but the actual story begins when he dies, and like five of the seven remaining come back to kind of. Sort of honor him, but not really, because they all hate him. And like he has this butler who's like a um, a chimpanzee that can talk and walk, and they have who they call Mom, who's like an android, like a robot. What the fuck? It's really cool. Um, the first episode kind of drags, but by the second or third one, I was totally into it, and I started like binging it. And now I'm on like episode seven or so, which for me is is fast. I know you go through shows a lot faster than I do, but. But yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I'm like on the final season of Grimm already. <coughs> Damn. You really go through stuff fast. Hey, Timmy, I'm going to break up your thing also again. Yes. Okay, we're going to watch something really quick, guys. Tune Is this in. relatable or? Uh, sort of. Something I saw this week. Okay, we're like going all over the place right now. So there I was. I woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this Me too. hat. So I made my way to the apartment. And that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I can stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot. Black as night. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Harry got in too deep. Mixed up with the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're going to need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? Ah, my clues. What is all this? Harry is still alive. Case closed, but still open. So what the listeners are missing is one of these voices belongs to literally Pikachu. Yep. Harry faked his own death. Or somebody else faked Harry's death. Voiced by Ryan Reynolds, which is genius. Or Harry faked somebody else's death. That last one doesn't work at no. all. <laughs> it's 
also a copyright strike in two different ways. This is like a fever dream. Like seriously, how do you come up with this crazy mismatch? I have no idea. Now obviously, I've dealt with this putz before, so I'll just do it again. Hey bud, what are you doing? I can't do it when people are watching. Get me the hell out of here! <laughs> There's all sorts of awesome battle scenes going on right now that no one can see but us. Yep, that's a twist. That's, that's how they make a good podcast. I'm really not sure that's the case, but I do want to see this. He's barely moving. Don't tell him that. Oh, he's on a bike. Quick, get in front of him. Stop. So, more importantly. Oh no, he's going down hard, Tim. Should have worn a helmet. Tim. Wait, is one of the characters named Tim? The main, yeah, the main male character's name is Tim. Well, shit. Now we have to see yep, it. We do. We so should, there's actually we a movie. There's actually a movie you want to see. Yep. In All right, then. Well, that's a uh, Detective Pikachu. Yep. Sweet. Trailer two. Trailer two. Uh, so yeah, sorry about the parts that didn't make any sense. They were. It was awesome. Trust me. There was like fights and. Flames. It was so cute. Just trust us or go to YouTube and watch it. Okay, going on to things that maybe aren't as cool. I I had a little brief brush with addiction this week, Zach. What are you addicted to, Tim? I don't even know what to call it. Tim, goddamn, if you make me play this fucking video, I swear to God. I think you need to play the video. Um, mm. I want you to describe what you're seeing. Let can hear it. I'm seeing a really douchebaggy looking dude. He kind of looks like Leon from Resident Evil. He's doing a really stupid hand sign. That's my favorite part. He's running. He's running like a video game character, though. Okay, now there's a Japanese or Asian woman, I should so, say, to be So more turn down the volume a little bit. So it's this tiny, like, I don't know, 20-second clip. And there's this guy, he's, like, got immaculate hair, and this, this beard is totally manicured. He's wearing, like, um, I think it's an out outfit you could actually get in PUBG. Oh, it is, yeah. He's got the backpack, he's got the thin tie, um, he's got the... He's dressed up, he's doing the PUBG emojis and like action movements and yes, stuff. Yes, and he's doing them like Mr. Robot, like completely like... To sync with the music. And like his fingers, like everything is just like perfect motion. Yeah. And like all these other people are copying him. And I just found it like hypnotic and I could not... It's really cool that like this guy did it just for the fun of himself and now other people are doing it. There's This video is eight minutes long and there's like... Like literally, I don't even know. There's this is only one of the videos. There's actually more. There's other songs, but this particular one really sucked, sucked me in. Like this damn little. It's not even music, really. It's just or I mean it's music, but it's not really a song. I, don't I know think what, it is if it was like goes longer. What's like? What would you call this? What we're listening to right now. I don't know. The, gun mashup. What the fuck? Yeah, there's all sorts of costumes and like. It just keeps going. Um, there's actually a guy with a PUBG helmet at one point. Is there really? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I couldn't stop watching this to the point that my daughter started yelling at me, stop. She's like, Dad, you have a problem. Well, I didn't realize that he's doing like an eyebrow raise. Yeah. He's like, hey. Okay, we got to watch one more time after this. All right, one more. So anyway, my daughter got really mad at me for watching this. She's like, you have a problem, Dad. You need to stop. So when she went in the shower... You watch my, it again? No, I worse. I got my Bluetooth speaker and I put it next to the bathroom and I cranked it up really loud. She's like in the shower, so she couldn't really do anything. Like, Dad! <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, you, 
Now, I'm, okay, very last one. Hold on, where's the last one? <coughs> Need some whiskey. I think this girl actually did it better than him. It's really weird seeing like someone because it's a split screen, and so there's the original video of him on the on the right, and then whoever's doing it again on the left, and they matched, and some match up pretty well, and some don't. They got their different costumes, and I'm not gonna lie, I think that first girl did it way better than, or that one I just said did it better than, did better than. Him. This one you can't see because I got all this shit on there. Oh, what the fuck? So yeah, I got sucked into this weird. God damn it, Tim! I hate you so much sometimes. When you uh, give me sucked into shit like this. Oh, oh, is it? Is it? Does the mind worm infected you? Because uh, there's other songs too. Uh, there's other finger dances. There's not. There can't be any more finger dances. God damn it! No. <laughs> you can't stop. No. All right, shall we uh, move on then? Yeah. Um, hate hate him. Yeah. I kind of fucked up. I, we talked about this. I know. God damn it, Zach. Alright. Yeah, hey, you wanna talk about some news? Let's do some news. Hey Tim! What's yeah. in the news this week? Cause I forgot to fucking make the right audio thing. Well, we didn't have the sound here, but at least you have the background music. That's something I guess. No, I have the sound. You want the sound too? Sure. Okay. I just don't feel right without it. Oh no, together they sound terrible. No! No! <laughs> Ugh. It's a fever dream nightmare. Uh, Detective Pikachu does it better. Uh, is the other one done? I can't listen to both at the same it's time. It's done. It did sound really weird when it was like muting itself out though. So, I can't find a link to my first story, so I'm gonna skip it. Um, so, THQ Nordic. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They, um, the fuck? THQ Nordic is the company that is kind of a, they've come and like revived. Dude, it's all about that 8chan, bro. They've revived, uh, like, uh, I don't red, know what happened to my phone. I can't faction. do stories for you. Okay. Yeah. You broke your <laughs> I broke my phone. That's awesome. Um, so THQ Nordic is, uh, they've bought up a lot of old THQ. HQ properties like Red Faction. They might like so they had to buy the name THQ, right? They did, yes. They, yeah, okay. So they but used that to be didn't... like something Nordic. They are based in a Norse country. I, I can't remember right now offhand. Not Switzerland. Anyway, Poland or something. Not Poland. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, Germany, so Darksiders, Russia. Saints Row, Dead Island, Metro are all franchises okay. that they kind of revived. They really fucked up Saints Row. Gotcha. Cool. Sure. Um, also, so far, I think they've only released remasters of it. Oh. Okay. Um, but they have made a brand new Darksiders game, which I was excited for. Then, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Anyway. come on down, Bob. So, you know, people have questions about the future of the company, like, and, like, choices they made in games like Darksiders. So they have, like, an AMA, like, ask me anything, right? Yeah. There's only one problem. Yes, Tim, what's that? They, they decided to host it. On a website blacklisted by Google in 2015 for hosting suspected child abuse content. That is 8chan. That is where the slime from 4chan slither to peddle little child pornography, like anime hentai memes involving underage girls and Nazi propaganda memes and all sorts of racist shit. So just I remember... okay, Extreme right-wing content, like just disgusting stuff. And they're like, 
Oh, we're gonna host an AMA there. I mean, what the fuck? Like they obviously didn't, they like didn't a, do it in the Chrome browser. Just a simple Google search of 8chan would reveal that this is something you do not want to associate your brand with. So this is like so far that I didn't even know 8chan existed. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna mention on 4chan because that was. Uh, never mind. Don't worry about that. So, like, they did the thing, and like, people asked some like normal questions, but then people started posting pictures, with, like, saying, "When is this gonna be in your game?" And it was like a knight saying, "Die," f word that's derogatory toward homosexuals, or like two schoolgirls being groped by a shadowy figure from behind. All. I this- mean, you probably would see that in like a Japanese video game I'm not gonna lie okay but that's not what you expect to run into in an nope. AMA no 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 not whatsoever no this is uh this is really bad PR move somebody should be fired for this uh yeah so <laughs> did they have a response to this they did this is from hold on we're sorry we were stoned on cocaine and drunk. I like our... how this article starts actually this is from Engadget the marketing team in THQ Nordic woke up on Monday morning made some coffee Powered on the computers and decided to host an AMA on the website Black Solicited by Google. <laughs> okay, so maybe it didn't happen wow. exactly like that. So the Nordic PR director, Philip Brock, he's the guy that's... This is his fault. Um, he says, I personally agreed to this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and controversy of the site. I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form. I am terribly sorry for this short-sightedness of my exclamation point in parentheses decision and promise to be far more vigorous in my assessment of the activities in the future this is not being being edgy this blew up and I very much regret having done this in the first place so just what the fuck THQ Nordic yeah he should resign alright hey Tim have you ever wondered what the uh, Wii Shop music would sound like in piano sure no I I haven't but now I I need to hear it that's not piano at all nope (laughs) it's not that's like people screaming. It's kind of sad. Um, so speaking of things, like our next story, our next story is just weird. Horror game devotion. I'm gonna read the headline first. Horror game devotion pulled from Steam after Winnie the Pooh controversy. Is this the Winnie the Pooh and then like? Christopher Robin's like rest in peace Winnie the Pooh and then like pops up and is like a tortured demon beast and he's like praising Satan for him nope okay what's this about over the weekend developer Red Candle Games found itself in the center of controversy after players discovered disparaging remarks about Xi Jinping the president of China the studio's recently released horror game Devotion now after intense review bombing of the game from Chinese players Devotion has been removed entirely from Steam so I don't even know what the fuck this game is it's a horror game it's supposedly pretty good uh, there was a poster in the game, though, on the wall. It's pretty good because it that, bashes China? Um, it included artwork that translated to Xi Jinping Winnie the Pooh moron. What? So, Xi... What the fuck does this even mean? Okay, so the... the pre- is it president? The leader of China has been compared to Winnie the Pooh. He's Why? Kind of, he's got a round face. Oh, God, dear God. Um, so, like, actually, Winnie the Pooh is banned in China. <laughs> I'm not even Jesus kidding right now. Christ. Like Christopher Robin, that movie that came out recently. Yeah. Not playing in China. <laughs> what well, is playing in China? But there's just no Winnie the Pooh. He's just he's just a green screen. It it's it's a weird world we live in. Um. So yeah, there's a horror game banned on okay, Steam because of a really? Winnie, Winnie the Pooh reference. This is the world we live in, Zach. This is real. This is dumb as hell. Why the fuck are we I, naming like presidents like you're Winnie the Pooh? 
I don't. So we're fine. Well, I mean, I did give Chester to Cheeto the name. Never mind. It's fine. But, like, I this mean... is literally a thing. Um, here you go. Side by side. They don't look anything alike. He does not look like Winnie the fucking Pooh. It's it's a meme though, like and he hates it. This is dumb as shit. I'd piss, I'd be pissed too. I'm yeah, like but, I am not happy. Yeah, but and we're talking. But we're talking. About I am not happy and cheery. Fuck you guys. But we're talking like state censorship at this point. So, yeah. To, the last story is for you, bud. Uh, oh dear God. This one's Hunt weird. Minecraft survive. Wait, did you say Minecraft? Yeah, Minecraft. Um, oh, I should have caught that, goddamn it! And decide what kind of person you want to be in the 19th century American frontier. Outlaws of the Old West is a survival sandbox cowboy game with elaborate morality. So basically, there's a new game called Outlaws of the Old West. Um, it's an open world sandbox game set in the 19th century cowboys game, just like Red Dead Redemption 2. That's um, kind of the whole point of the story. Like- yeah. It's basically Red Dead Redemption 2 for 150 players. Um, it's going to support PvP and PvE. Um, it, it needs a battle royale boat. Yeah, and you basically just have to figure out how you're going to set up your homestead. So, I mean, if they offer to give me a game code, I'd check it out. Could be interesting. Um, you know, it's actually not a terrible idea because apparently Red Dead um, Online is terrible. I don't know, never played. I, I haven't heard anyone say they like it. Like, literally anyone. So, that's what we got for news. If you're ready, we can maybe do some tech talk. I don't like this one. Nah, me either. Hold on. Just give me a second. Shit. What's going on? I don't know. Uh, So, I picked this week's tech talk to kind of like a palate cleanser for that weird addiction that I went through. Oh yeah. I got I, a, I got a palate cleanser for that shitty music we were playing. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Anytime. <laughs> okay. 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 I know, all right. Got it. Okay. Okay. Now can we do some tech talk? I'm everywhere. Skibbity wop wop so that whole series of videos, I guess, was originated in this weird new app called TikTok. TikTok, don't let the balls drop. Sure. It's like you do some stupid shit to music and it's... Okay, so and then you upload I actually it. did a little bit more research into this. Okay. So this is actually a company that was founded, I believe, one half of the company was founded by... Uh, okay, so there's a company called Musical.ly. Okay. I heard about this for years ago Okay, from my my uh, half-sister. She's like 15 years younger than me. And she was all about this thing called Musical.ly. And it basically was a thing where you could like pick a pop song or a song of today or a past that they got rights of- to. Okay. And you would lip sync to it. It was okay. the very first one of those. Sure. Then it got really popular. Uh-huh. And Facebook came out with this other thing. I can't remember what they called it. But basically, the two now have merged, and TikTok is musically. Okay. So, so yeah, there's these short videos, people doing dumb shit while the music's playing, and it's like a lot of K pop. Yeah. 
And anyway, that's where the, that whole PUBG thing originated from. I was watching this video on YouTube. I don't want to dive into this app. But it made me think of a, an awesome app that we had in the past. Hold we, on. Uh, what? Not another tangent. We cannot afford any more tangent in this section. We, we probably can. No. We've like, literally talked about <laughs> beer-making monks, Detective Pikachu, and fuck knows what else. Okay, what's your tangent? Hold on. Just keep talking. I gotta find it. Well, fuck. You're interrupting when I'm in the middle Sorry. of something. Okay, so TikTok sounds like shit to me. Although I did kind of like that stupid PUBG finger dance thing. Okay, so... um. The app that I really loved that just died too soon, it was too good for this world, this fucked up world we find ourselves in, is Vine. Uh, Vine came out, I believe, in 2012. Um, one of the co-founders actually also invented um, that HQ game, the quiz game. Where you can oh, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he killed himself this year. So, like everything else that's Wait, good. he killed himself? Yeah, he killed himself. Um, so, anyway, Vine was this thing that would loop. It would play like, I think it was six or eight seconds. Something like that, yeah. It's either six or eight seconds. Really short. And um, it got it just exploded. Uh, Twitter bought it before Twitter even launched, I think. So Twitter actually owned it. So a lot of Vines Wait, were why shared. Why did they get on... rid of it then? I'm not sure. Maybe because you can't monetize six seconds. Because like, who's going to watch a, a 10 second ad on a six second video? I mean, a lot of people, obviously. Well, no, because Vine got killed. It got canceled. 2016, Vine went away. Vine is no more. And Vine was fucking great because you had these really short, stupid, weird, random things. And then it was it was glorious. Um, so I've, I've selected, if you can spare yourself from whatever you're doing. I'm trying. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you ready? Put on hold. So these are like three Vines that translate fairly well to audio. So the first one. If you put your sound up. I was trying to be... Just, That's fine. good. Chris! Is that a weed? No, this is a crayon. I'm the police! He's typing the microwave. What's your <laughs> so, that's pretty good. The next two are totally perfect for audio. You had to like, imagine a crayon in a microwave in this one. I have no soul. Have a nice day! I don't have one <laughs> In case you could hear the old man, he goes, I don't, I don't have one either. All right, the last one. Why do you like Halloween so much? It's always Halloween in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> Just look straight to the point, like pure comic genius. Um, Why do you like Halloween? Yeah, I, I, I thought you liked that one. Yeah. So I'm pissed that Vine is dead. There's nothing that's really replaced it. Um, there's talk of one of the three surviving founders um, releasing something called Byte with a Y. It was originally called something else, like V2 or some crap. But hmm. who knows if it ever gets launched or picked up or takes us off. So for now, we have to watch Vines on YouTube like savages. There's no new Vines, and I'm sad, and I miss Vine. And Vine is good tech, and we should have more good things like that. And the we world, should. The world sucks and is terrible. And that's the end of my tech talk. Okay, I'm still looking for the thing I want to show you. Well, if you can't find it, let's just go to break. Hold on, give me two more seconds, you... No, tell you what, if you can find it during the break, we can talk about it after the break. We'll be right back. Alright, we'll be right back, guys. One, two, three, four, here I go. 
miracle. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm spiritual. On the microphone, I tear you up in stereo. I'm like the Grand Wizard, yes, I'm the Imperial. I have no fucking clue what the fuck I'm doing. But Freifik Mushi, your whole life is ruined. If you try to step to me, your life's in jeopardy, cause I will seek you out. Are you ready? Yes. And we are back. Taste your treats in hand. Tim, what are we drinking? We are drinking Tennessee Golds. That is whiskey mixed with my homemade um, simple syrup made from honey and squeeze a lemon. And that's pretty much it. Cheers. Cheers. I think it's delicious. It's very good. All right, so now we have our tasty treats in hand. We can kick make it. it. Maybe. Got to turn my Damn it, we set it up perfectly. You gotta fuck it up some way. So disappointing right now. I'm Danny Amendola. What are you playing? I'm looking for a video. God, no, give it up. I'm gonna take your phone. No, we need your you, phone. Yes. Your audio cues, you keep fucking up. Okay, you ready? I don't know. Sure. Okay. Tim. Yes. I'm kicking us off this week. Okay. Kick what us off. We, what if we made an Amazon Echo? Okay. Uh, there's already one exists, so we okay. have to have something different. What can we're we gonna, make different? We're going to name it the Amazon Bemco. Okay. Well, what's it going to do for uh, us? Well, actually, let's call it the... How about the Pico? Yeah, there we go. But it can't be from Amazon. It has to be from, like, Bamazon. <laughs> Bamazon. So, like, Walmart. Bamazon. Yeah, How about exactly. Walmart? We'll yeah. sell this from Walmart. All right. Walmart the, doesn't have an Alexa yet. You want to have the hackable robot that responds in GIFs and videos? I don't know. Do I? Yes. I'm not sure I do. And TikTok videos. Oh, God. This is the worst. Apparently, that video doesn't work. What is wrong with your phone today? <sighs> TikTok. Your TikTok infected your phone. That's your fault. Fuck! I didn't tell you to put TikTok on your phone. I didn't put it on my phone yet. Don't. Yet. Don't. Almost. Pico, say hi to everyone. I'm sold. Hi, I'm Abhishek, and this is Pico, the only robot in the world to respond entirely through videos and gifts. Say what? Pico is not just any robot, he's your desktop companion, designed to provide little moments of delight and entertainment to get you through your day. So, what can Pico do for you? Well, since I spend long hours in front of the computer, I use mine to stay productive. Keep me off Reddit when I should be working. Oh, 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 stop, dude! What are you doing? Remind me to drink water regularly. Rest my eyes from time to time. Shield your eyes! And for those times when all I need is a quick pick-me-up. Pico, I just can't do this. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. My very own productivity bot. But of course, that's not all. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. Wait a minute, I tell you. You can use him for all kinds of tasks. Pico, <laughs> what is the weather? It's freezing in here, Mr. Pigglesworth. <laughs> Pico, <laughs> set a timer for 20 minutes. You got it, dude. Pico, 
Turn off the lights. The list goes on. And his unique visual response system means you don't get the same boring responses to common questions, always keeping it fresh and fun. He will come as an affordable, easy to build kit, so you get to put him together yourself. No special tools required, everything you need is included in the box, so you can get up and running in absolutely no time. There will be a bunch of pre-programmed skills, so he's ready to go right after he's assembled. I am ready, baby! No matter your technical prowess, you can also easily add your own custom responses and new skills. And since the code is open source, community contributions will continuously improve the experience for all. That is so fetch. Pico's brain is a Raspberry Pi, and this opens up a thriving community right from the start. There will be a growing video library of educational content, so you can use him as a truly unique platform to dive deeper into the world of robotics, electronics and software. Just pop his head, plug in a keyboard and mouse, and hack away to make him your own. This is terrible, Zach. He has an impressive screen for an expressive face. He literally communicates. A microphone array so he can hear you. I am listening. Stereo speaker so he can speak to you. Oh my god. <laughs> Rickrolled. A camera so he can see you. And a unique flexible exterior for added non-verbal cues. Also, so this guy can like. And what's more, and, like, Pico comes with a personality to match. Yes. Look at me. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. Defy him after giving him a task, and he'll stop listening to you as well. Pico, <laughs> play me Spotify. I'm not listening to you. You're crazy. Ask him the same question repeatedly, and he might get annoyed. Pico. <laughs> What is the meaning of life? And whatever you do, don't ask him whether it's pronounced GIF or JIF. Oh my god, will you let it go? Definitely not your average bot. You're goddamn right. So go ahead and back Pico today <laughs> to help us go into production so that you can bring the most delightful, <laughs> the most entertaining, and you the hippest little robot, bot but it's like into dancing. your home office or classroom that completely redefines the way we interact with robots. Yes, please put this dirty mouth and robot we sign in your off, classroom. Pico, <laughs> do you have anything to add? This is terrible. I think it might buy one depending on the price. Oh, how much? Fourteen does it cost? days ago, looking for seventy thousand U.S. dollars. They're currently at fifty-two thousand one hundred sixty-two. Oh snap! What what does five dollars get you? It takes a village to raise a robot. Like the end credits of a movie, your name will be added to the infinity loop credit roll, proudly displayed on the website and hidden away in every peep. Pico shipped. What else is hidden in the Pico, I wonder? My balls. Um, $20 gets you a gift that keeps on giving. Playing a gift of your choice just for you. Can't get more meta than that. Perfect to share with a friend or a, 
or just a lock away in your robotic art safe. 179 gives you a Pico for your desktop companion, so it's too much for me. Um, and Pico served with a slice of pie. Um, this kit gives you everything you need to build the Pico, including the latest Raspberry Pi 3B+. So you're ready to hit the ground running as soon as you open the box. So $219. And that's too much for me. What about you, Tim? I've got a new game from the creators of Exploding um, Kittens. And, um, yeah. So it's called Throw Throw Burrito. It's the world's first dodgeball card game. Collect cards, play your hand, throw things at your friends. And as soon as you are ready, go ahead and play that video. I'm on this shit! Hi there, my name is Matthew Inman, I make the oatmeal, and this is Alon Lee, he makes games. We're the creators of Exploding Kittens. And today, I'm here to tell you about our new game, Throw Throw Burrito. Throw Throw Burrito is the first of its kind. It's a combination of card games and dodgeball. Here's how it works. You all just sit, or preferably stand, in a circle holding cards. In the middle of the table are a pair of squishy toy burritos, which are included with the game. You pass cards around and try to get three of a kind. Cards such as Meow Cow, Logger Dogger, Goth Sloth, and Barky Shark. Getting matches of these cards is how you get points, which is how you eventually win. Easy peasy, right? Right. The real fun begins when you get three of a kind and the cards are burritos. When this happens, players have to grab the squishy toy burritos in the center of the table and throw them at one another. There are a few different types of burrito fights. Sometimes it's just two players involved. Sometimes the entire table has to have a burrito war. My personal favorite is when there's a burrito duel, where two players must stand back to back, walk three paces, and then fire. Remember earlier when I said you get points by getting three of a kind? If you get hit by a burrito, you lose points. So, the game in a nutshell is all about accruing points through cards and trying to keep those points by avoiding airborne burrito attacks. The game is family friendly, <laughs> so you can play with anyone. Kids, teens, adults, even your great-great-auntie. We recommend playing this in a room that has space to run, dive, hide, scream, flex, strafe, squeal, and cower. We recommend you do not play this in a room that's full of antiques or fancy dishes or big whiny babies. We recommend playing this with the heart of a champion and the athleticism of a cheater. We recommend winning, not losing. If you're into these recommendations, if you're into the idea of weaponized Mexican food, if you're into the idea of being a winner and like to play our game, please back our Kickstarter. Thank you very much. All right, so they have 28 days to go. They just launched. They're looking for $10,000. And literally after three days or two days, they're at $870,445. So they are like quadrillion funded. Um, 20 bucks gets you the original edition. Everything you need to play, throw, throw, burrito. Um, and then $35 gets you the exclusive original plus Kickstarter edition. So you get the $20 reward plus you get um, a special edition that has art that will only be made for this Kickstarter edition. And then the top tier is $95, which is the original, plus Kickstarter, plus Extreme, plus a prototype. So, we'll send you a prototype game we're testing within months before the production version is ready. So, that's kind of cool. You get to test it out. So, you get the original edition, Kickstarter exclusive edition, the Extreme growing Going Pro edition, and the prototype game. What's the Extreme one, anyway? Is like a double pack of this shit? Um, no, there's not. Damn. And two huge inflatable throwables, so that like giant burritos. Big fucking dildo burrito. So you can get the um, you can get the extreme edition for eighty five dollars with. Uh, I think I might buy the thirty five dollar. Yeah, it'd be fun. I want the big ass burritos. That'd be kind of fun. Open and pack, just go to sleep. So we get the uh, eighty five dollar tier. Gets you one throw through a burrito original edition. 
one throw throw breeder kickstart exclusive edition, one throw throw breeder waterproof deck, two giant inflatable throw deck. gotcha. One two giant inflatable throw throw burritos for outdoor play, seven plastic game waterproof game pieces, six throw throw breeder safety goggles, six sets of throw throw breeder wristbands, and six throw throw burrito sweatbands. Damn. How much for? Eighty five. I mean, that's There's not bad. There's 2,051 backers for that level. That's not bad. Okay, for like the top level, which is only $95 only, but whatever. Um, There's 60, 1,600 backers for that one. Jesus. Yeah, there's $12,000 backers for the Kickstarter Exclusive Edition and 1400 So most people are going for... $35? Mm-hmm. That's by far the most popular. Most popular. So what is your next amazing, wonderful Kickstarter that we must own? That's not it. It is too. It's where you link me to. Son of a bitch. My name is Steve McClave, and I'm a working professional. I take new doc where That is not what I linked you to. It is. No, it's not. It's right here. Oh. That's mine. You tried to steal my Kickstarter, you son of a bitch. Is your quality of... I give you the shitty Kickstarter. I keep the good ones. Is bringing your food with you on the go becoming an inconvenience to your life? Never. Are you tired of constantly forgetting where you put your pizza? Where'd you put your pizza? Introducing the Pizza Pocket. Just like a regular hoodie, but with a pocket for your pizza. Now, with our new patent pending pizza holding technology, you can keep your pizza at an ideal temperature wherever you go. We took two fresh slices and put them outside in freezing weather. The slice in the insulated pouch stayed warm up to three hours longer. Since the pouch is removable and washable, you can use it for as many slices as your stomach can hold. The hoodie features a high quality pizza screen print with a 9 inch wide zipper to keep your pizza secure. This is a big pizza! Look at this hand pocket. It's not like the others, it's better. Not only does the hoodie keep your body warm, it keeps your pizza warm too. Buy one for your grandma, your dog, your mom's cool new boyfriend Tom. But wait, if you order now and help kickstart this project, you can get two pizza pockets for the price of two! Think about all the pizza you can carry and share with the world. Order now, we'll probably not be able to make this hoodie. Everyone thinks I'm insane. All I want to do is put some pizza in a sweatshirt. But seriously, please help us fund this Kickstarter to make all our pizza dreams come true. I can't do it without you guys. Is pizza pocket hoodie, Zach. Tend this might come back to bite you in the ass. Well, if you pick your own Kickstarter, then you wouldn't get wonderful ones like this. Remember we had the Kickstarter, <clears throat> kick it to the toilet segment? Hey, remember when uh, Zach gave you a pizza pocket hoodie for Christmas? No, you don't. But it's a fucking picture of what's <laughs> going to happen this year. <laughs> yes. 28 days ago. Holy fuck. Already over halfway funded almost. 35 backers. Okay, how much is he asking for? $55 for one hoodie. No, how much is he asking oh, for a total? He's asking for five grand. Okay, that's nice and modest goal. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's got only to make the hoodies with a zipper in the middle, but he also has to make this oh like my God. this little heating. If I pocket. back him for nine hundred ninety nine, uh-huh. we bring a pizza party to us. We'll throw a pizza party at your place. We'll personally fly to you with five pizza pocket hoodies, a couple large pizzas, and have a party at your place. Seriously, we'll do this shit. That's how bad we want to make Pizza Pocket Hoodie to exist. Okay, if I win the lottery, I'm buying that level just I mean, to make this pizza party happen. I'm kind of thinking about just like really pissing on my wife and giving them a thousand dollars. 
You mean I've got 500? You got 500? I got 500. I could do this just to fucking piss off my wife. It's <laughs> definitely worth it. It's a pocket hoodies for... How many do we get? Five. Aw. Yeah. If it was 10, that'd be a little better. It'd be a little bit better if we had 10. How much would five more cost us? Mm. Is there a five level? Nope, but there there's a two, a two level? level. How much is a two level? 110. Damn it. Yeah. So we'd have to get we'd 220. We'd have to 700 bucks a piece Son almost. of a bitch. I mean, the pizza Maybe part. we could email them and be like, hey, so if we back it at the 999 level, will you throw in like 10 pizza pocket hoodies? Well, no, we'd like make an offer. Like, if we give you 200 more, we'll give us five more hoodies. Because that's still like half price. That's true. And then, yeah. Would you ever wear this in public? Oh, just to your pizza place that you work at. <laughs> oh, son of a <laughs> Oh, I don't need a box. I don't need a box, Tim. I've got my I've, pizza pocket hoodie. Thanks. I can't, I can't quite finish this pizza, but don't worry. I don't need a box. <laughs> I might have to back this shit. Oh, my God. Give me your wallet right now. I don't have a wallet. Well, just It's all connected to my PayPal. Oh, jeez. I need to take all of your internet-connected devices away from you tonight. That's what you told me to do to you yesterday. Hey, you want to hit that play button again? No. Um, I mean, yes, for my... Kickstarter. It's called the Nude Doc, which I like to call Nude Doc. Two USB slots, Oxygen Type C, HDMI, SD, and Micro SD. My name is Steve McClave, and I'm a working professional. I take Nude Doc wherever I go. Nude Doc. It's small, lightweight, and easy to use. Basically, you just open up the top, plug in your smartphone, and then you can use an HDMI cord to attach it to any screen. New Doc especially helps when I'm giving a presentation to clients. Rather than using a whole computer, I can just use my cell phone, and my touchscreen makes it especially easy. And New Doc is more than a workstation. If I want to watch a movie, I can just plug it into any screen or projector. I can also use it to play all my favorite video games on by plugging them in as well. Huh? It's even capable of 4K resolution with any compatible screen. He's playing PUBG with a PS4 controller. I'm pretty sure it's a PlayStation 4 somewhere. No, you couldn't do that. It's the mobile version. You could do it. You can use an HDMI cord to plug it into any screen. You can also attach an external hard drive, a keyboard, an SD card, a micro SD card, another phone, and can also power all your devices at lightning speed. The SD ports can support cards of up to two terabytes with transfer speeds of up to 104 megabytes per second. With New Doc, it doesn't matter whether it's an Airbnb, a hotel, or a friend's office. If I've got work to do, I can plug it into any screen and get it done. It's small, smart, and easy to use. It changed my life. I hope it can change yours too. So, it's kind of a cool hub in some ways. like. You can do more than just HDMI, but what would be interesting is you could like actually use like a hotel like TV, yeah, and like plug in a USB cable, like like a US or a, not USB um Bluetooth keyboard, and you could actually like start you know like making your own workstation, yeah, in any hotel room. Um, so they're looking for five thousand dollars. They're currently sixty four thousand with eleven days to go. Um, early bird is gone, which is fifty nine dollars. Um, $69 will get you the new doc single pack. There's 60 left at that price. Then it bumps up to $79, which for what it does is not more expensive than my goddamn pizza pocket. 
Yeah, but um, it does a lot of shit. Like you can plug an external hard drive. You can plug in. You can like use it as a USB like charging station. Um, I can see some uses for this. It's kind of cool. The name is terrible. It sounds like New Doctor, but that's the New Doc, a doc that turns your smartphone into a computer. And with that, I I'd think... still rather much have a uh, pizza pocket. I'm just saying. Okay, you weren't supposed to like that one. Well, that's tough shit. You fucked yourself on that one. All right, let's talk about games we've been playing. Have All you been right. playing any games? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Are you in the epilogue? I am. What do you think? It's okay. I'm not sure yet. All right. So it's cool. Should the game should the game have ended at the ending and not had an epilogue? No, I like I like. I think I like it. Okay. Um, I'm more pissed now that they're not making like a remaster of Red Dead Redemption. Huh. Okay. Well, you know, if you have it on Xbox One, yeah, you can it's, get it up res. It's, and it's kind of like a remaster, is what I've heard. Yeah. So that's your fault for not having an Xbox One. So anyway, that all you been playing? That's all I've been playing. Um, I've been playing some more Tetris Ninety Nine. Okay. And how's that going? It's more challenging. I think the people are getting better at it. Like the competition's fierce. Um, I got up to eleven my last play session. Okay. Um, but I'm struggling to get past like ten. It's hard to get up there. Um, I also played Jackbox with the family the other day. We played the murder trivia game and like you don't know Jack, I think five or whatever. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, that game continues to be fun to play with family. Then I played um, one of the games we mentioned on. Like the upcoming releases, uh, Reverie Sweet As Edition. Reverie what? Reverie. Um, it's a Zelda-like. It's set on like a New Zealand island. You're this little kid. Oh, okay. And what's cool about it, it's just like really limited in scope. There's like a fairly small map compared to most Zelda games. And like basically there's going to be like one dungeon in every corner of the map. Okay. And you collect like tools. Like you use a cricket bat instead of a sword. And you have a boomerang. Not, instead of a boomerang, you have a yo-yo. And you have, like, a shovel. And you get other little tools. And But what's cool about it is the dungeons. The dungeons are designed really well. I am I was in this one where you had to, like, hit this uh, um, globe. And, like, the room, rooms around it would rotate. So okay. to find your way to the next part of the dungeon, you'd have to put the right room in the right spot to get to the next part of the level. Uh, makes you think a lot. The puzzles are really cool. Um, what I don't like about it is like the villagers always say the same shit, especially after you wake up after every adventure in every dungeon. You wake up back in your grandparents' house and you go down to your grandparents and they say the same stupid things. And it'd be like cool if they said something slightly different. So I don't like that part of it. But I'm three fourths of the way through it. I've got three out of the four dungeons. I like that it's a shorter game, but kind of like an old school Zelda. And I like that. And the other game I'm playing is. Um, this free-to-play mobile game that basically makes fun of free-to-play mobile games. Okay. Uh, it's developed by this guy I follow on Twitter. He's a total nihilist. I talked about his PlayStation Vita game a while back that was really dark. I don't know if you remember that. Which uh, one? It's super dark. I'm not going to mention it right now because it's kind of a trigger warning thing. I'll talk about it after the show. Anyway, okay. he's like a, the ultimate pessimist on Twitter. I think his name is Ed O'Neill. Or not Ed O'Neill. Will O'Neill, I think. And um, I think there's audio on the link that I put on the, um, it's called, uh, I lost my place. The game is called Guildmaster. And you start out with this rich kid who has a hotel and like he's a total d- douchebag and his hotel burns down and it's a puzzle. It's basically like Candy Crush as far as play mechanics. So yeah, go ahead and play that. 
The Walmart ad? No, not the Walmart ad. Son of a bitch. Um, I guess I'll read the article. So Toronto Do not play the Walmart ad. I thought there was a video here. I guess not. I'll read the article. So um Toronto made free to play Guildmaster story pokes fun at pay to win games. What if a free to play mobile game had writing that wasn't dog shit? <laughs> This is the question that Canadian indie developer Will O'Neill, uh, director of Actual Sunlight and Little Red Lie, asked himself before making his newest Android and iOS game, Guildmaster Story. Developed by Ed O'Neill and Toronto-based WZO Games, Guildmaster Story follows Guildmaster Gagno and another up-and-coming entrepreneurs as they try to build, build a business empire. Through this conceit, uh, the game aims to poke fun at some of the hallmarks of free-to-play games, including trite dialogue, repetitive quests, and excessive monetization. In terms of gameplays, translates and Candy Crush. Anyway, so yeah, it's a mobile game that makes fun of mobile games. The stories, the, the writing's really good. So that's it. That's what I'm gonna play. Okay. We got new games coming out. Yeah, well, that somehow fucked up my phone really bad when I tried to play that video. Give me one second. There's a lot of games. Um, All right, you ready for the games, Doom? Yes. Thanks to Daniel New of Thumbsticks.com for this week's He's list. He's new. His name's Daniel at Thumbsticks.com. Yes, he compiled this list. Uh, Life Speed, Nintendo Switch, uh, 8-Bit Invaders, PS4, Xbox One, Death Coming, PS4, Dirt Rally 2.0, PS4, Xbox One, Ghost of a Trail, Tail, Tail, Trail, Trail of a Tail, Xbox One, Honor and Duty, Xbox One, D-Day, The Lego Movie 2 Video Game, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Near Automata Game of the Year Edition, uh, PS4, Pick a Picks, Classic, PS4, PS Vita, Remy Noor, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Rad Rogers, Radical Edition, Nintendo Switch, Fuck Yes, Sky Hill, Nintendo Switch, Stellaris, Console Edition, PS4, uh, and Xbox One, uh, Trials Rising, Nintendo Switch, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Warhammer Quest, Nintendo Switch, The Walking Vegetables, Radical Edition, PS4. Is it like Walking Dead? I would have to assume, but it's probably like VeggieTales, so it's Christian-based. Oh, um, dude, that'd be messed up. Deponia Doomsday, PS4, The Light of Sisus, which sounds like Isus, but it's not. Nintendo Switch. Pixel Devil and the Broken Cartridge, Nintendo Switch. Yonder My Butt Catcher Chronicles, Xbox One. <laughs> Actually, I think Q reviewed that game. What, the Butt Catcher Yonder. Chronicles? Yeah. Oh, that's weird as fuck. And uh, Dying, Nintendo Switch, Ape Out, Nintendo Switch, Batloon, Nintendo Switch, Blast Zone Tournament, PS4, Constructor, PS, uh, Constructor something, uh, Constructor Plus, Nintendo Switch, Crash Dummy, Nintendo Switch, Duh, something, Chapter 1, Nintendo Switch, Delatroon, Fimble, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Johnny Turbo's Arcade Super Real Darwin, Nintendo Switch, Monster Dynamite, Nintendo Switch. My girlfriend is a mermaid. Question mark. Yep. Nintendo Switch, Ninja Village, Nintendo Switch, RPG Maker, MV, Nintendo Switch, Void, Nintendo Switch, uh, The Arc Slinger, PS4, Awesome P, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One. I had one of those right before our show. That's amazing. Crash Dummy PS4, Creepy Road PS4, Xbox One, Dead or Alive 6, He's PS4. reviewing that. Yeah, no shit. Bouncing Boots. No, he is actually reviewing that. Oh, that's funny as hell. 
Xbox One, Doom and Destiny, PS4, Mars Chaos Menace, Xbox One, Summer Funland, Xbox One. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Did you re- like check that out? At we checked it out at PAX, PAX yeah. yeah. I, I kind of want to look into it again, see how it developed. I was not happy with the early build. It was like super random. Like, that was like two years ago, wasn't it? No, it was this year or mm-hmm. the last year. But yeah, it was a little too roguelike. For, I mean, it is kind of a roguelike, but I don't know. It, I'll, I'll check it out. Treasure Stack, Xbox One. Verdi Go Home, PS4, and Wartile. So I I sent you the breaking news. I sent you the trailer to breaking the Walking Vegetables. Breaking news. What's breaking news? The Walking Vegetables. Yeah, let's watch the trailer together for the very first time. Twin stick shooter. Arcadia's fuck. There's explosions everywhere. It doesn't look that vegetable honestly. I- I'm gonna give this game a solid eh. There's broccoli. It looks alright, but it's, it's no like. There's a pumpkin! It's no Seth- Tesla. There's versus- a mushroom! Yeah, I don't know. I guess I picked the wrong game to check out. Wow, well, good job, Tim. Well, I was between that Until and. Until next week! My. Girlfriend's a mermaid. Don't forget to check us out. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash plug and play show, Twitter and Instagram at plug and play cast, the button smashers.com. Where Don't forget to Q's review to Dead or Alive 6. Prime and Dying. Tryna 69 like Takashi, call him Papi, worth the ASAP, keep me. What the fuck? <laughs>